Blog Talk Radio. Madden Voice, three, two, one, now. And we are live. The Madden Voice, Super Bowl 51, the New England Patriots, the Atlanta Falcons. This is it. The last game of the year. The season will be over. And then, well, you know. We, 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 you know, for most of us, it's already wait till next year. Um, but then it's official, the last game of the season. And what do you think? Is this going to be a good game or not? We really haven't had a lot of competitive games, um, you know, during the playoffs. It has not been ultra competitive. The Steelers and the Chiefs. Or a competitive game, and the Cowboys and the Packers. Every other game was a blowout. So, what do you think? I think it's going to be a good game. But who's going to win the game? That's something I just don't know. I have my uh, thoughts, so let's get into it a little bit. As you know, I don't do this alone. Have some hosts talk about this game. Talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl. And then off season. <sighs> anyway, we have with us one of the greatest Madden players of all time, T Star. Welcome to the Madden Voice. What's going on, T? Yeah, it's sad. It's the last game of the season, but it's the biggest one, biggest game of the year too. So looking forward to it. Man, it sucks. Okay, it sucks. That's all I gotta say <laughs> about that. Sucks. Uh, you know, shit. It sucks. And also with us. The man with the PhD, the man who won the first EAFL Super Bowl 100 years ago, so he's actually 101 years old. Dr. Shane, <laughs> welcome to the Madden Voice. Yo, what's up, T, K-Star, JV, how you guys doing tonight? Well, we, yeah, are, we, are, JB, we are JB list. He's going to try, um, he's got a work thing. Okay. He's got a, he's got a, work, uh, a work party. And they got a work party. You know, hey man, I got this party. You know, um, but I'm gonna try. You got a party? Yeah, man, it's from six to eleven. Hey, get out of here with that. Six you to eleven. Yeah, six to eleven. What the hell? You know, yeah, wow. you know. So entire um, shift. Yeah, seriously, you know. So, but hey, you know what? Hey, whatever, whatever. You know, we may do something over the weekend. <laughs> we may do a quick something. He's coming home this weekend. JB will be coming back home this weekend. So we'll see what's nice. Up, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to catch that game. We're going to catch that game on Sunday. You know? So, listen. Um, I have to admit, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Um, but with everything that's going on in politics, the, 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 the Super Bowl doesn't feel the same this year. It's almost like it's almost too bad for the NFL. You know, that they, not just that there was an election, but that a certain person was elected because it's polarized the entire world. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I mean, normally, normally, man, you go on Facebook right about now, that's it. You know, people talking, running their mouths, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, no, not so much. I kind of feel sorry for these guys, you know. It's, 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 it's a game that we're going to look forward to because it's football. But come on. I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't thought much about this game. I, 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 I kind of don't care, but I do, but I don't. And I think, you know, you know, what does the NFL do about that? Because here's the thing. If the Cowboys had played the Patriots, right? If the Cowboys had played the Steelers, you know what I mean? I even think if the Packers made it to play the Patriots. But I don't, maybe it's me, guys, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Falcons, you know, the Falcons. I don't know, Trini, am I wrong? Is it, is it me? Am I wrong? Uh, I, would, I would say there's a little bit, there's, there is some validity. Well, what's going on politically is really uh, has caught a lot of people's attention, and um, it is it, it, it's catching their attention and, and taking them away from the Super Bowl. But at the same time, the Falcons are also, um, I mean, they, they're truly the underdog in this, and it, it's not as a polarizing as having, as having uh, the Cowboys or having. Uh, uh, Brady versus Rodgers, you know, so it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I do what you think. Am I wrong? I mean, not really, because, like, it's been tough for me to focus on the game, and it's not any fault, I don't think, of the Falcons. They're a great, great team. In fact, we probably under-covered them this year. We under-reported on them. You know, they're uh, an amazing, one of the most efficient offenses we've ever seen, but kind of takes a backdrop because it's a smaller market team, one that was undercover largely throughout the season by everyone um, against the Big Bad Patriots. And then you combine that with, well, Donald Trump and the ratings magazine that he is. Hate him or love him. He, uh, you know, he dominates attention. Uh, I'm kind of on the same page as UT. I haven't looked at the game as much as I should have. Frankly, I feel kind of guilty. Um, because the Falcons do, I believe, actually deserve that attention. Yeah, well, I don't feel guilty about it. I, I, you know, <laughs> you are who you are, right? You know, I mean, I mean, you either get, you either you've got to do something to catch the attention, and you know, the Falcons weren't on TV much this year, like you said, smaller, smaller. Although well, Atlanta's a pretty decent TV market, um, it's a top ten. Yeah, that, that, they're pretty. They're- yeah, yeah they are. It's, it's, it's a top. Yeah, but you know what? I, I really what I think it is. 
I think it's it's Matt Ryan. And 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 in fairness, it's not it's not me because I don't believe in him. It's just he he yeah he had a great year, but you know he doesn't he hasn't had the longevity or the consistency I should say where he gets the coverage. Um, and even today they were talking about on one of the shows will he finally come out of the shadow of Michael Vick if Atlanta wins the Super Bowl? And I thought that was a, that's a great question for us to tackle. K-Star, what do you think? Will Matt Ryan come out of the shadow of Michael Vick if Atlanta is able to pull what I would consider to be an upset and beat the Patriots on Sunday? Uh, he should. Um, you know, I don't think necessarily that will play out that way just because Michael Vick's probably the most electrifying player of the 2000 era. Um, but, I mean, if you value winning, which I'm not sure – I don't want to say I'm not sure, but, I'm, you know, I, I don't think the Falcons have a great fan base. I'll just put it like that. Um, if I were a Falcons fan, absolutely, you know, I would be a big on Matt Ryan. If he won the Super Bowl over Michael Vick, if you forget, the goal is always to win a Super Bowl. You play to win the game. So you would think that would be the case. However, I'm not sure if it will play out that way. Train, what do you think? Uh, not completely. Um. The Falcons have built a really good team. I mean, one of the things I've been listening to a lot of uh, besides that story was the fact that they had four rookies on defense that made uh, that played really well down the back half of the season. Uh, but, dude, even to this day, it, we still remember how polarizing Vic was. And even though this was said after, that was him not studying film, just going off his pure athletic ability. Literally, one uh, I'll tell you how polarizing Vic was and the reason why, why Matt Ryan won't, won't, won't ever uh, uh, circumvent that. In uh, Nashville, uh, one, of the, one of the young guys I know down there, when he was in high school, went to his, uh, went to, uh, you know, his high school graduation. I don't believe he was graduating. He just attended the graduation. He said there was a section in the bleachers where all the dudes were number seven Michael D. Jersey, a whole entire section. <laughs> People were crazy about Michael Vick, man. He electrified the game. He played differently. It was something that we hadn't seen before up to, you know, up to the time that he actually got in the You know, minus, minus his pitfall, it was exciting to watch him play. You know, it's exciting to watch the Falcons play, not so much exciting as watch, watch Matt Ryan. So I would say no, no, not completely. Yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I don't. I hold. On. I just. I don't think it's gonna happen. And the main reason I don't think it's gonna happen is because yes, Michael Vick was one of the most popular players. He was also one of the most hated. And with the Falcons, you know, I don't. There's just there's no controversy. There's no, you know. You got the, the Patriots were picked, or uh, I don't know, yeah, I think it was the Patriots and Tom Brady were both picked the most liked and the most hated teams in the NFL, you know, and or maybe it, no, it wasn't that. It was it was Brady was picked the most liked and the most hated player. That's what it was. And it, it, the Falcons don't bring any of that to the table. You're not, you know, it, 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 
you don't know much about him. I mean, if you follow football, you know about the two-headed running back. You know about Jones. You know Freeney's on there, Beasley. I mean, you know the players. You know they had a good season. You know the stats. But, there's, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, okay. And I, and I think to me, because there's no edginess, because there's no controversy, because there's nothing to reach out to you, yeah, they're just, they're just, you know, they're just a team. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, you beat the Patriots? Oh, that's great. Okay. And we're going to go into the season next year, and who will be the NFC favorites to win it all next year? It'll be the Dallas Cowboys. Will they be the best team? I don't know. But they'll be the favorites because people love to love them and love to hate them. People love to love the Patriots, love to hate them. People love to love the Steelers and love to hate them. You know? And, and you don't have I, I, that with the Falcons. I, I think what you would get, let's just say the Falcons do win this game, I think you would probably – I think you would get somewhat similar. I want to say exact same, but somewhat similar to the feeling of Seattle winning the Super Bowl, simply because of the coaching tree that uh, Quinn comes from. This whole team effort or team winning the game. <laughs> Mm, okay. Okay. You That's sound possible. so bored, Keith. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how do you sound bored, man? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not. I, I got to be honest, guys. I'm gonna watch the game. You know, my brother's coming home to see the game. We're gonna watch it. You know, have some food. You know, whatever, whatever. I I have been so enthralled by this uh, presidency. <laughs> I, I'm I'm serious. I I have. I've been so. It's just it it has taken. I mean I mean I even even K Star who's who's who got jealous because my wall had so much activity on it. So then he had to lure <laughs> me over to his wall. You know he had to lure me over. And so I jumped on his wall, and then his wall blew up, you know, talking about politics and, and stuff, too. You know what I mean? So it, 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 is, it oh has been – it it, well, it has been an all-encompassing topic. And, you know, it's like I look at this Super Bowl, I'm like, eh, okay. I'm going to watch the game. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. By, six, by 629 Sunday night, I'm going to be right in front of my mom's 55-inch um, – Television with some food I shouldn't be eating in my hand. Talking about let's go, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be right there, you know. But it seems like with this damn election, every day it's something. It's something, you know. And it's like you know, I, I earlier today I did show number two of the Political Voice. Check it out. Links on my wall. Political Voice. I even mentioned you in there, Mr. K Star. I, I did. I made a reference to. To oh, you nice. on my political voice. Hopefully, show. It was, hopefully, well, hopefully it was nice. Well, I don't, I don't, you got it. I don't know how nice <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, it's all nice. You got it. I don't know. I'm saying. Hey, I'll take but that anyway, plug. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, cheap plug. There you go. There you go. But no, I'm not bored. I'm just. I'm. I. I, I really just again. I, part of it is just. It's the fact that it's the Falcons and ho hum. Part of it is the timing of an unexpected um, non-political person in office that has caught us all by surprise 
and then, you know, the things that have gone on in politics. Um, and, you know, you, know, you, you kind of want to root for Atlanta because New England's so hated. But let me ask you a question. And let me, let me go to UK Star. And let's be real here. Come on, that's what we do. I don't want to hear, well, they've got a puncher's chance. I want all honesty. Does Atlanta really have a shot in this game? Do they really have a chance to beat the New England Patriots? K-Star. I actually think they do have a pretty good chance. And I think that's what has me at least a little – I don't want to say a little intrigued. God, this this just feels weird talking about Super Bowl and – our level of engagement. Um, but the thing about Atlanta is, you know, they literally have been the best offense by far throughout the season. This is their team that can run the ball. They can pass. If you take Julio away, they've proven they, they can beat you many other ways. That wasn't always the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones show, as Train knows we used to discuss. Uh, this is a different type of team. Um, you know, so the best way Atlanta can basically win the game, honestly, is that they get up initially and control the game with Devontae and Tevin. They can do that. I mean, as good as New England's defense has been, they haven't faced an offense that's good. You know, the Sears offense, while good, isn't Atlanta's offense. I mean, I'm, let's just I'm gonna take the homer hat off for a minute. It's not. What? Atlanta's offense. He took the home- Atlanta's offense. Oh, my God. Hey, Pete, yeah, double record that. <laughs> double record that. that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's <laughs> offense, right. 34 points per game. I mean, that's insane. And, again, like, if Atlanta – or if New England's – Strategy is, all right, let's take out Julio. Well, we've seen Sanu. We've seen Gabriel. We've seen guys we've never heard of before. We've seen Tevin Coleman. Like, they have so many different ways in which they can actually control the game. So, yeah, I think that Atlanta does definitely have a good chance. You know, they just need to come out swinging early. Now, is it – do I think they're going to win? That's a different question. But they definitely have a puncher's – more than a puncher's chance. Okay. Train, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I absolutely believe Atlanta has a chance to win. They may be the underdog, but uh, I I don't feel it's the underdog by far. Like I said last week, the biggest question mark um, about Atlanta is how will the defense play? But knowing that uh, Dan Quinn came from Seattle, uh, was with the Seattle Super Bowl winning team, um, he knows what it takes for your defense to perform well in the Super Bowl. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, Atlanta just lacks the experience. But like K-Star said, they got a lot of weapons. But one of the other things that uh, I got to mention last week, which it goes, it, it, people don't really pay attention to this because it's one of those things that, that you don't really, that doesn't really come up until the end of the year by certain analysts. But Atlanta had the same offensive line the whole entire season. No injuries up until Matt got injured in this uh, in the NFC conference uh conference championship game, but yet he still came back in and finished the game. Having your offensive line completely intact for the entire season is huge, and you understand the benefit of that more than anybody. It's a, it's a big deal. Um, and it, it, it helps with the continuity on the offense. They have a lot of weapons. Kyle Shanahan is very good at dialing up plays. So it'll be interesting to see what New England does to, to combat that offense. Now, in the same breath, defense wins championships. New England had one of the top defenses this year. And the last time New England went on to win the championship, they had a complimentary defense 
to go with the to go with their execution of their offense. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm torn on this one. Um, on paper, absolutely, but you know, but but I I I guess I remember feeling like when the Patriots and the Giants played the second time that there was no way that the Giants were going to win again. That no way that Tom Brady wasn't going to go in there and win this game, you know, and put this team on his shoulders and be successful. And then they lost the second time to the Giants. And I was like, wow. And so I keep thinking of that. I'm sitting here thinking, this is history. You know, this is destiny. Tom Brady is trying to cement his legacy as the all-time greatest, not just quarterback, but the all-time greatest player to ever play the game. And he's not going to let this team get in his way. But I remember feeling that way the second time they played the Giants. The second time. And then I was wrong. And I was like, wow. So I I, I don't know. Um, Got a little surprise here. I guess – Someone found a way to join us. All right. JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. Now, you know I was not going to miss having a discussion with my boys the the, the week before the Super Bowl. So, glad to be here. <laughs> awesome. It's good to have you. And, and you going you know, Train commented that I, that I sounded bored. Um, and I was explaining that it's, it's, this is probably the least engaged in a Super Bowl I have been in a long time, and mainly because of what's been going on in the world it has really caught my attention over the last week and a half. And I have it, I think it's been 75% that, and then 25% eh, Atlanta, ho-hum, you know, Atlanta. Like, there's, there's, there's nothing there to overly interest me, you know, um, I yeah. think just to kind of, just to kind of repeat what I said earlier before you got on, you know, with many teams, you love them and you love to hate them. Atlanta's kind of not that team. They're kind of like, you know, okay. Yep. They're Atlanta. You know, yep. Had a good offense. Yep. You know, defense woke up this year. Yep. Played well. Yep. Number two seed. You know, just like, yep. Didn't get a lot of press, didn't get a lot of coverage, weren't on a lot of nasty televised games. I don't believe in Matt Ryan, still don't. So it's kind of like underwhelming to have Atlanta in there versus a Dallas or a Seattle or a Green Bay um, or a Pittsburgh on the AFC side. It's just it's like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, and, I, and I understand that. I mean, in, in some aspects, I feel the same way, and I will say some, but um, – you're right. It's not the marquee names. It's not the Green Bay. It's not the Dallas. It's not the Seattle. It's not the folks that have either been there or have the pedigree that they've shown consistently throughout the years to warrant the the being on the OT side. So I get that aspect. And then we look at the AFC. You've got New England, who seemingly is almost penciled in year after year. I mean, give the analogy of the NBA. Penciled in Golden State and the Cavs. So um, I that aspect of it. Atlanta is not a team that has uh, always been a contender. They've been inconsistent throughout the years. 
some days they have it, uh, some years they have it, some days some years they don't. Apparently this year they do. And um, on the surface it would seem like it's it's a matchup that's underwhelming. But if we take a step further and and think about the what I call the irresistible force versus the mobile object, number one scoring offense, number one scoring defense, going head to head. You start to look at the matchup and you start to see how does the defense of the Patriots match up against the athletes of the Falcons. And you almost have to strip away the the the, the, uh, the logos on the, the helmets, strip away the names on the back of the jerseys. And it's almost like a chess game to see how these two teams are going to match up against each other and how they're going to neutralize each other. So when I look at the surface, I get a little bored. But when I take a look at the, the, the details of it, I start to get a little bit more excited again. So I'm hoping that between the two coordinators, they can, one on the offensive side, one on the defensive side, they can strategize against one another, make this a true chess match, and then we can have an exciting game to see who can, who can, who can utilize the other team's uh, strength and, and show their weaknesses. So it should be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Jay, um, go ahead. No, I just wanted to ask Jay real quick. You know, you're down there in the greater Atlanta market. Are the Falcons fans really, are they, you know, is, is is the local market really pumped up and excited for their team being in the Super Bowl? Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, it's been the talk of the town. It's been all over the news. They had a huge parade uh, earlier today, kind of like a uh, open tailgate session from 12 to 2 in, inside, uh, in downtown Atlanta. So uh, to say that folks aren't pumped up about it uh, would be a huge lie to the if you dig deeper, you can you can tell there's an undercurrent of uncertainty. Folks are glad that the Falcons are in the Super Bowl. They're excited, but they're just not sure if this is the year that they really are going to break, break through. It's almost as if it's guarded excitement, if you will. They know that they they have a chance to win. It's legitimate. They have a shot at, at, at taking down Goliath, if you will. But they're still, if you really listen, catch your ears down to the concrete, there's Still some undertones that are unsure of the outcome. Understandably so, given it's Tom Brady and the Patriots. But to answer your question, T, folks are excited. Folks are pumped up. I haven't seen the Falcons talked about on the news this much in years since I've been down here in 06. This is the most press that I've ever seen since I've been down here in my 10-plus years. So I would say that, that folks are excited. Okay. K-Star, you were trying to jump in there? Yeah, um, I mean, I agree that from, like, a macro standpoint, like Atlanta versus New England doesn't sound too hot, but when you start digging into the matchups, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, I'll put it like this. Like, Atlanta's offense is just absurd. The league average for, like, scoring, how often teams scores per drive they have is 35% for the NFL. The Falcons' scoring rate percentage was 54%. Like, the next closest was the Saints at 46. That, that's, and that's just insane. That's how good this offense was. Just by far the best in the NFL. And then you look at New England, it's like, again, you know what they can do. They'd like to take away the team's best player. So we think they're going to try to take away Julio. Now, the only problem with that is New England gives up the, uh, the second most catches to running backs and yards in the league from a passing standpoint. And we know that the Falcons have some advantages with Seven Coleman out the backfield and Devontae, who both can catch. So, you know, it's going to be like a chess match. So from a football standpoint, when you start digging into it, I mean, I could definitely find things to get excited about. I think it's a, it's a really good football matchup, but as far as, again, the macro outlook, not so much. 
and, and you know, K-Star, to, to kind of somewhat piggyback on that, I think about the matchups and I think about the running backs coming out of the backfield and the linebackers trying to cover those running backs. I remember that one play in the NFC Championship where Matt Ryan had a scramble and scored a touchdown. Don't be surprised if you see three or four scrambles from Ryan that not so much equate to huge gains, but just enough to keep the chains moving. Because that's going to be the difference. If the Falcons can sustain drives, put points on the board, that'll put pressure on the defense, obviously put pressure on Brady to continue to match up with them. And it might be, I'm just saying, it might be Matt Ryan's legs that prolongs drives just enough to make this real interesting for, for Brady and the rest of them. So, it, 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 like you said and like I said, it's that chess match. Maybe I can equate for all the other skill positions, but maybe it's, it's Matt Ryan's legs here and there just sporadically that make the difference. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I hear what you guys are saying. Um, and like I said, you know, Jay, when we're sitting in front of Mom's TV Sunday night, you know, with food and a little liquor and, you know, and kickoff, I'll be right there. I'll be pumped up. I'll be excited. <laughs> What's that? A lot of liquor. A lot of liquor. Um, I'll be excited. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think I think it's just right now when I look at the game, you know, like last year, you know, would we have Denver, right? Man, look at the storylines out of that game. You know, um, you know, Carolina, right? You know, all the storylines out of that game. I, I, it just, this one here isn't hitting right now for me. It's not, you know, it, it, all the storylines are on the England side, if you ask me. Brady with his yeah. fifth, you know, seventh uh, overall with him and Belichick. You know, you start talking about the greatest of all time, greatest coach of all time, maybe. Greatest quarterback of all time, maybe. Uh, maybe. <clears throat> Does Brady hang it up after this? Does he leave on top? Probably not. But you know what? You never know, right? You know, what, 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 what's Belichick going to do uh, post-Brady? And, you know, um, you know, the president is friends with Bob Kraft and, and uh, Tom Brady. And, you know, does that even matter? I personally don't think it matters. But it's a storyline. It's a storyline. You go over to Atlanta, and it's like, hi. <laughs> We're Atlanta. We're over here. Hey, hi. Yes. Man, you got a you got a couple stories over at Atlanta. You got you got Devontae Freeman Freeman. You got Devontae Freeman's agent just speaking all out of turn, talking about he he's gonna be get, getting paid like a elite running back while he's trying to prepare for the Super Bowl. I I don't know where she came from, but that was idiotic. And then you got uh uh Kyle Shanahan who uh who lost his playbook for a hot second because somebody took somebody took his back. <laughs> They, they thought it might have been, you know, somebody working for Belichick, but come to find out, this is actually an honest mistake by somebody. So you got a couple things. Wait, 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 wait. Well, wait, so, that's a <laughs> wait, wait. It's, it's Super Bowl week. Like I always Super say, you stressing like a genius for those. Super Bowl week, and the hottest story coming out of Atlanta is a missing football. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Everybody, tune in. <laughs> Oh, tune in to NFL Network. We want to find out where's the fucking playbook. Where's the playbook? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just an article. That really forces us up, too, because I saw an article from 
from like Bleacher Report or somewhere where it's like the Falcons have been apparently in 2010 took too many pain pill medicines or something like that. Pain pills. I'm just like, what the hell is this? Tell us something from six years ago. I don't give a shit. Well, and, and, that's, no, and, and that's the thing is when you got to bring up Michael you. Vick, when you got to bring up Michael Vick into the storyline, you know you're desperate. When you got to start asking questions about Matt Ryan against Michael Vick, who hasn't played for Atlanta in a number of years. You know you're desperate to reach for storylines from that team. It kind of get trained. You kind of made my point where there really ain't much to talk about, which I guess on one end is good for them because then maybe they can just be focused and prepare. But as a fan, as a pundit, as an analyst, it's kind of like part of football is, you know, obviously we spend a lot of time X's and O's and on the field, but part of it is that other stuff. Right? You know, with Dallas, it was the rookies and, you know, Romo and that whole thing, right? You know, um, with, with Pittsburgh, it was the leadership behind Jay Cutler and, you know, with uh, Chicago, I should say. Mm-hmm. With Pittsburgh, you know, it, it was, um, uh, I really don't know. Yeah. Well, Bell was suspended, right? Bell, you know, and, you know. So, you know, with Atlanta, yeah, you know. And I think that's what's throwing me for a loop is, I'm, re- I'm, I'm reaching for storylines with this team. I will say this. I will say this. We do have a friend of the show over there um, that I, I want to wish well to. And if I have it, which I think I do, um, bear with me. Give me three seconds here. I may have it. I may have it. Um... Oh, man, come on. I know you here. Here we go. Here we go. I found it. Okay, check this out. Let's let's play. Let's play a clip from a guy that we had on the show that's going to be in the Super Bowl this weekend. Roll him, Big T. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Does that get, like it. Does that, does, does that get you ready? Or is, that, is that getting you oh, pumped yeah, for the yeah, upcoming? I mean, I really don't. Yeah, I really don't hear that <laughs> more. But I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm on the field, so I don't get to hear that. But I remember growing up, and that was the sounds of the game right prior to you watching it. So, yeah, definitely, man. Give me hype over here. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to do. Hey, first of all, welcome to the Madden Voice. We appreciate you joining us. Dwight Freeney, five-time Pro Bowl selection, three-time first-team All-Pro uh, selection, Super Bowl 41 champion, uh, led the NFL with 16 sacks in 2004, Indianapolis Colts all-time leading sack leader, and uh, voted to the NFL 2000 All-Decade team, just to name a few of the many, many accolades that you have done in your career. And, you know, let, let me ask you this. You know, we're, we're in June now. At what point you played in, in one of the best uh, uh, Super Bowls, you know, that we've seen in a long time, and at what point after the Super Bowl do you say, okay, you know, it, it's done, we played, and now it's time to look forward to the next season? Well, it, I think, for one, it all depends on how it ended, the season ended. So, you know, you win the Super Bowl, it's kind of like we won the Super Bowl for about two months. And you go crazy, and you have the appearances, and all that stuff. And eventually, you're you know you're excited to going back to the next to defend the championship and, and all of that. When you lose it, I'm suffering it right now. It's kind of like 
you can't wait to get going. Um, I mean, I was ready to go in, in February. I mean, you know, and that's just is what it is. It's just the nature of the beast kind of, you know, you didn't accomplish that final goal, so you want to get back at it and to accomplish your goal. So it's pretty much, you know, really, you know, your body may not, your body might be telling you, relax for a few months. <laughs> your mind is telling you, let's get back at it. There you go. There's a very appropriate clip from former Indianapolis Colt, Colt current um, Atlanta Falcon defensive end, Dwight Freeney. Um And uh, pretty apropos that, that question show. got – what's that? I thought I remember that show. It was an awesome show. That was fun. Yeah, I know. Oh, you might remember this too then. Train, hang tight. <laughs> All right. I got a question from the from the audience here. Uh, a guy that goes by the name of EAFL Train. Oh, actually, Train is going to join us. So he's going to ask you a question, which is a question I was going to ask. We're going to let him ask. So um, on the line with us, from also from the EAFL, uh, we know him as Train. I think we got him here. Yep, Train. Yeah, here. You are on okay. with you are on with the one and only Dwight Freeney, and you have a question for Mr. Freeney. Yes, I do. How you doing, Dwight Freeney? I'm doing good. How you doing? Yeah. My question uh, is about the potential uh, change to 18 games per season versus 16. Just wanted to know how you felt about that. Well, um, to be honest with you, I don't like it. And that's just me being blunt about it. Just because, you know, you're used to doing certain things a certain way, okay? 16 games, you know, for that, and that was what it was. I don't know when they changed it over to 16 but that's, I mean, all the records, all, everything is based on 16, 17. To turn to 18 games, I mean, just from a, you know, a statistical stat, you know, comparing generations, it becomes hard all of a sudden you say, okay, you got to compare from 18 to 16. Well, 18 is, you know, it's kind of like when you, back in the day when they had, you know, boxing was 15 rounds or 16 rounds, and, you know, now it's 12. It's kind of like, well, these guys didn't fight as long, and, so from a generation-to-generation generation standpoint, but from a, from a perspective, from a player perspective, just in general, how it is on your body, 16 games, people don't realize your body is just is being put through so much trauma. It, it's really trauma is just happening all over. It's like every collision is like a minor car crash, right? So you're really just trying to listen. I'm just trying to make it through the season here, right? You add on two more games at the end of the season, it makes it even worse. You're going to have guys hurt in the playoffs. You know, and some guys can't even last the whole season. You know, that's 16 games. There you go. EAFL trained before he became Dr. Train. And come on, Train. You sound <laughs> a little nervous, man, talking to Dwight Freeney, man. You sound a little nervous. How you doing, Dwight Freeney? You know, you sound a little, a little nervous there, brother. I don't know about nervous, but I know I sound like I ain't had no hair on my chest. It's like that. Is that a ten year old asking That was that was like creepy best to train right there before he got the PhD and his balls dropped apparently. I don't know. <laughs> man, I, I had to, I had no faith in my voice, man. I should have practiced Zero. that. that. Jeez. <laughs> well, you see what happens. 
spent some time on the show. You see, of course, I was in full effect. You know, I was on top of my game. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, nah, Mama, you like right, free? I've been t- I'm commissioning the team, baby. You, of course, you know who I am. Right? You know, I, I had no intimidation on it. You know what I mean? I, and plus, I'm like, this dude dated me along, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hang out with him. He dated me. By the right. way, did I tell y'all that Dwight Freeney dated me along? I'm just saying, I'm trying to hang out with him. But anyway, um, I know Dwight Freeney's father, and that's how I was able to get him on the show uh, a few years back, um, pre-K Star, pre-JB. We were able to get him on the show, and um, actually still have uh, his father's name is Hugh. I think I still have his number. So who knows? The other thing oh, that's man. really interesting is. Uh, yeah, I know. I you know, but I would we would have been good this been, week. That would that would that wouldn't happen. Well, not this <laughs> week, but my 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 thought was like if they won and you been able to just get them for like ten fifteen minutes, oh, that would have been awesome. Well, that we'll been awesome. um, awesome. if they win, we'll you, you know, his father lives in Connecticut still. So, I mean, Dwight's from Bloomfield. His father still lives out here. Um, so let me see what I can do. But the other guy I'm going to work on is Byron Jones. He was in uh, he went to St. Paul High School which uh, JB will tell you is literally one mile from where we grew up. Um, we didn't go to that mm-hmm. high school. We went to another one, but he, he's, you know, a local product, and he was back in town over the weekend. So I saw pictures of people I know with him, and I'm like, hey, man. And, you know, <laughs> an, interesting, an interesting story. I was out back in the off season. And a guy was at a place that I was at impersonating Byron Jones. He actually looked a lot like him. And people were asking me, because they know I know football, is that Byron? I looked at the guy, and I said, that kind of looks like him. So I went over and started talking to him, and he was, he was talking the game. Then the dude stood up, and I was taller than him. And I'm like, yeah, Byron Jones and I should be about eye to eye. He might even have me by a hair. But this dude's like 5'10". You know, this ain't working. So then I knew, I knew it wasn't Byron Jones, right? But then, you know, you know, you got that little doubt in your mind. What if I'm wrong, right? You know, what if it really is him and I'm wrong? So I got home. I got on Twitter. I sent him a note. And I said, hey, you know, good seeing you at the pavilion. He responded. He said, yeah, I think someone's impersonating me because I wasn't there. I'm like, ah, that's what I thought. Thanks for letting me know. So, um, I'm going to try to see if I can get him because he knows a lot of um, Jay, you know, like Tony knows him and all of that, you know, people in our family, um, PT yeah. knows him, you know. Um, so I'm going to see if there's a way we can get him onto the show during the off season. Um, no promises, yeah. but, you know, see, see yeah. what we can do. But Less than a mile so anyway, from home base. What's that? Less than a mile from home base, the, the high school yeah. we went to. Yeah, yeah, against that year after year. Yep. Yep. So, um, see what we can do. But anyway, so um, we talked about this last week, but I, I felt it's, it's worth revisiting um, the legacy of Tom Brady. And, um, you know, Tom Brady's 39 years old. Um, you know, his, his, his football days are numbered. He wants to play into his 40s. That's what he said. But they all say that. Um, Max Kellerman makes a very strong argument that nobody in the history of football after 41 plays. 
and he feels like, you know, over the next 12 to 18 months, we're going to see uh, Tom Brady decline, right? Um, by, by the way, I've given up on Undisputed. I can't do it no more. It's over. The honeymoon's over. I, 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 I do still watch First Take because I do enjoy Max, and I enjoy Will. Will Kane is actually very good. Stephen A's full of a lot of hot air, but he's there. Um, but I don't, I don't. I can't. I can't deal with Skip anymore. He's just. He lies too much. But anyway, I guess the question is. Yeah, he lied on first take too, but he lied himself right into a five million dollar a year job. Man, yeah, working part time. <laughs> man, that's that. My, that's my kind of lying. But if you're Tom Tom Brady's agent, confidant, good friend, father, family member, and he wins the Super Bowl this year, he's got five, what do you say? Do you say, Tom, look, just, you know what, you're still good looking, you got a lot more money than you'll ever spend, your wife's got more money than she'll ever spend. You know, she's a supermodel. You don't got nothing to prove, man. You, you know, do you really want to come back and do this all over again? Or would now be a good time to just, on, on top of your game, one of the best seasons you've ever had, five four rings, hey, you know what? You know, don't, why risk getting a debilitating, you know, a head, a concussion, a brokenness or something, man? You know, it's, it's not worth it. You, you, you've been lucky all these years. You really only have one major injury. Leave on top, man. Leave on top. Leave with all your faculties. Do the John Elway and just walk away, you know. What would you would you do that or would you say, hey, man, if you still feel like you could play, go out there and get number six if you can. Go for it. Let me start with you, JB. What do you think? Yeah, it depends on the individual. If you still have the heart, the drive, the determination, the will, the want to play, I can't fault a person for having that hunger and, 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 and that thirst. I mean, you think about what Brady's accomplished throughout his years, and you still see him on the field. And you still see him excited. You still see him pumped. You still see him with that that almost that rookie type enthusiasm. I can't I can't blame someone that wants to keep doing that until they don't have that it anymore. So I would say play until you're ready to walk away, and and then that's it. Because Obviously, you only have one career, one life to live. You, you play it to the way that you want to do it. You play it to the way that you feel you're capable of doing it. And when time is up, time is up. But until that, that clock ticks and strikes 12, keep on going, especially if you have that enthusiasm, that will to play, and you're still healthy. Go until you don't have that anymore. And if you still got it, you keep going. Okay. K-Star, what do you think? All right. Dr. Train, what do you think? Oh, well, I, I guess I'd give, a, like, maybe, you know, two answers to this. And my first answer is kind of in full agreement on what J.B. said. But then on, on, on the flip side, uh, I would probably tell them, you know, go ahead and give it for more years, especially if they win. And the, But the reason why I'm saying it is a two-part. One, you know, I still think you got it. I still think you can fall. But two, you know, looking at the way that defense played, um, 
if that defense if that defense can, can continue to play like that for a couple of years, I mean that's also a very nice compliment to him not having to do so much or carry the load like he's done in the past and he's not gotten him to the full championship. So uh that's why I say give it two more years, man. Go ahead and go to forty. Okay. K Star, you back with us? What do you think? Okay, I think K Star is having some technical difficulties. Um yeah, you know, I, I don't think in superstars the drive goes away. So I, I, I will I will respectfully disagree with my brother on that one. I don't think the drive, because if it was all about drive, Trey Aikman would still be playing, right? You know, it's, I think you still got to know when to, when to walk away. Um, I could see the point of if you can still play at a high level, why not? But, you know, it's such a violent game. We just heard our old interview with our, our friend Dwight Freeney about every hit is like a mini collision, right, a, a mini car wreck. And – you know, if you played, I mean, he'll be 39, you know, what are we talking about, a 17-year career? I, I, I got to tell you, if I'm his close friend, I'm saying to him, what do you got left to prove? You know, what do you got left to prove? Yeah, I will agree with you. If it's burning inside of you and you're going to walk away wondering if I could have won six and, and become the only player to ever win six Super Bowls, and you don't want to leave that, then, okay, then you got to come back for another season. But if that's not burning in you, then, you know, you've got your health. You know, you got to think about your family. You've got, you know, uh, I mean, he'll have, you know, pick what, which, what you want to do, Tom. You know, you want to you you act? I don't know what kind of real. I mean, I saw him in, in, in Ted, and I wasn't thoroughly impressed by him, but, you know, they'll give him a couple of chances to act or <laughs> commentate or, you know, whatever. If he wants to get into MMA or I'm, – I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I, I, you know, what, what do you want to do? To, I, he'll have his many options, many options, okay? Um, I, I think I, I would urge him to consider wrapping it up after the end of the year. Will he? No. <laughs> He's going to come back, okay? Um, especially if they lose. He's going to come back. But that's the thing you got to think about is he's four and two, you know, right? Four and two. If they lose, now you're four and three. Now you, you, you're entering LeBronville. You've made it a lot of times, but you got some L's up in there too, bruh. You got to start thinking about how it's going to impact your legacy. K-Star, thanks for rejoining us. I know you had some technical difficulties. Welcome back. Yep. Your thoughts on whether Tom Brady should uh, uh, join us? I'm sorry, join us. Should he continue? <laughs> what would you tell him? Well, hey, tell him once he's done. He should. Yeah, I was gonna say. I would tell him once he's done. He should absolutely join us. That'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, I guess it's more or less what drives uh, Tom himself. I mean, is it just like what what perp- what's his purpose for playing at this point? Is it just the love of the game? Is it for legacy? You know, if it's for the love of the game and keep playing because he's still playing at such a high level, you know, there's no there's you know, we look at his age and we assume that he's going to drop off and play, but he really hasn't yet. We haven't really seen any signs yet. Now, I'm sure that can happen at any point, but, I mean, win or lose, why Why not, you know, keep playing as long as he still has that drive? I think we all see that he does, you know, I mean, just watching him on the sideline and just in the games and he's still as fiery as he's been 
you know, since he was a kid playing the game. Um, you know, I don't know about the LeBron territory. I mean, yeah, if he loses and goes four and three, I mean, I don't know. I, I still think he'll play regardless of whether he wins or loses. Um, you know, but that would be a different question for his legacy. You know, I think that would cement him at number two. Um, but, I mean, what if the dude then comes back and wins two more, right? I mean, th- then what kind of discussion are we having? Who knows? But Brady, you know, he's still not – he's still playing at such a high level. I mean, it, it seems like the only reason why we should tell him to retire is because we're tired of him winning. <laughs> hmm. Well, you know, the, the other thing I would say is this. I, I think about Peyton Manning and how – Yes, he he won the Super Bowl, but was he really Peyton Manning? No. He had a great defense, and he was smart enough to make just enough plays for Denver to win, right? But he wasn't Peyton Manning. And I just, you know, I don't like seeing that. I don't want to see a superstar, you know, Michael Jordan his last two years in Washington, Sure, he was probably still better than 60% of the league, but he wasn't Michael Jordan. You know, he wasn't Michael Jordan. You know, I, I don't like seeing, you know, Muhammad Ali, uh, um, you know, against Larry Holmes. Then he comes back and, and, and he fights Trevor Burbick. You know, I, I, I would prefer you, 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 you I, I mean, I, I understand not wanting to leave, it on, leave anything behind. But at the same time, don't let it get to the point where the decline is obvious, you know. And, and that's the risk because he'll be a year older. And, and ain't go, this, this party's going to end. Father time is undefeated, okay. And I don't care who you are, at some point you're not going to be able to do what you did yesterday. And we've seen greatness after greatness after greatness. From this man I don't like the team I don't like Tom Brady I will never root for the Patriots I'm rooting for Atlanta Simply because I hate the Patriots But as a football fan I don't want to see Tom Brady Less than Tom Brady I don't want to see him start to struggle After week three or four And we start to realize Now he's 40 year old Tom Brady And guess what He Yeah he's 40 and he's playing like he's 40 But he's not going to quit Right, I don't want to see that from him, and that's my worry: is what if that happens? And that's his risk to take. I get it, and he has earned the right to take that risk. But out of respect for his legacy and everything he's meant to the, to the NFL, I just hope that doesn't happen. And I would hope that with with virtually any superstar that has made that type of impression, you know, where you start talking about the greatest of all time. Like, I'm okay if Jay Cutler plays until he's 39 and starts looking like crap because he ain't done nothing this long. So, go ahead, man, keep playing. You know what I mean? Certain quarterbacks, yeah, you know. What do you mean? You know? He starts playing until he's 39 and looks like, he looks like crap now, but he got to wait until he's 39. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, why do you need to add years? Yeah, true that, true that, true that. But, you know, certain players you kind of you don't care about. But when you're getting into the superstar – and, and, and even more, when you start talking about, you know, Adrian Peterson's another one, right? You start thinking of the greatest running backs of our era. He's in that conversation. And when you look at, you know, top 
10, maybe top five all time. I think he's in that conversation, right? Well, the little bit that he did play this year, he looked terrible. Now, was he healthy? Was he hurt? Only he really knows how healthy he really was. He was recently interviewed. He, he, he wants to come back and play. I'm worried, man. He's 32. Come on now. You're going to be 33 now. It just, it just, you know, running backs don't play until they're 37, 38. They just don't. None of them do. You know, so here's another guy who we're used to seeing as a phenom. Every time he touches the ball, you, you know what I mean? You sit up on the seat. Oh, Adrian got the ball, right? Yeah. Oh, Adrian got the ball, right? I, I don't want him to go out less than that. So I worry about these guys, you know, as they get up in age and their body can't take the year in and year out beating. I worry about it. So, you know, we'll find out. Uh, I, I think it's a moot point. I think Brady's going to play. I think Brady's going to play. I think he's going to come back next year. I think Belichick's going to come back. I think the bigger question is going to be, what's Belichick going to do when Brady retires? He ain't a young guy. Let's see. Let's see if Alexa knows. Alexa, how old is Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick is 64 years old. There you go. Could y'all hear that or no? 64? No. Oh, Jay heard it. Did you hear it or did you look it up? <laughs> no, no, I heard it. I heard, I heard 64. Yes. So Belichick's 64 years old. He's no young guy. So what does he do without his meal ticket? You know, what does he do? That's going to be another big question. So, all right. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, before you go any further, I think that before it gets to that point, the question is who's Brady's heir apparent going to be because it's, there's no guarantee it's going to be Garoppolo. We don't think it's going to be Brissett. So that's 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 one question. And then after that, what would happen to Belichick once Brady goes? So I mean, it's yeah, it's but one, if Belichick leaves, he don't. Yeah, but if if Belichick leaves, he don't care who the heir apparent is. He's out. <laughs> it yeah. don't matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, from, from that's not his problem. Yeah, from from Belichick's perspective, of course. Now if he's gone, that's that's the Patriots' problem. But it'd just be interesting to see if. Then that's if, because Belichick may not be gone. Maybe he decides he well, wants to stick around. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Um, a Brady is a once in a lifetime. You know what I mean? It, 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 you know, it, so I'm not saying he's going to leave. I'm just saying that I don't think the backup quarterback or the heir apparent is going to impact his decision. He knows it ain't going to be Tom Brady. <laughs> he knows that he's been blessed to have Tom Brady uh, the bulk of his career in New England. Well, actually, all of his career in New England. I, mean, you know, I know, you know, but Bledsoe was there, but Brady was there too. Um, uh, and, and no matter who it is, it ain't gonna be a Tom Brady. We, we, you know, we, we, you know, um, Indianapolis was able to get Andrew Luck. I'm sorry, I'm, Andrew Luck ain't done. You know, he's a good quarterback, but. Please don't anybody tell me he's the heir apparent Peyton Manning. I don't want to hear it because he ain't. Now, will he be? We'll see. Got a lot of time left to prove it, but I don't want to hear it. No different than in Dallas, right? Now, fortunately for Dallas, Tony Romo never won anything. So that that doesn't have to be heir apparent to anything because Tony Romo didn't win. He just put up a lot of stats. But New England won a lot, right? And so I think for Belichick, it don't matter. <laughs> it it really you know it, it it it's just a matter of him having to decide 
do do I want to tackle this without Tom Brady? No matter who it is, do I want to do this? Or Tom's leaving, time for me to leave too. And we don't know that answer. You know, we may, we may not know that for another year or two. So, um, all right. It's time to get to the picks. Um, oh, before we, one other thing. Uh, here's a comment. You guys can jump in if you want. Or, um, I did manage to watch some of the Pro Bowl. Um, I watched the Pro Skills thing. So, here's my comments first on the Skills Challenge. Um, I think the NFL overthought it. You know, it was okay. You know, the dodgeball thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, but – you know, back in the day, and by the way, Brent Musburger is is commentating his last um, college basketball game tonight, so I want to just wish him well. I remember Brent Musburger when he was with CBS, and he was on mm-hmm. a, game, on a uh, pregame football show called today. the NFL Today. Yep. Yep. Um, with Irv Cross and Phyllis George and Jimmy the Greek and yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I remember when he, uh, then got the job to do the, uh, countdown on new year's Eve. He did it for one year <laughs> and it didn't work cause he did it like he was, he was doing a football game <laughs> and he said, Oh, you can't do this cause you're too in the, you're too in the sports, but he's been great for many, many decades and just want to wish him well. Um, but I think the NFL overthunk this, you know, you know, what do we always talk about when we talk about talent? We talk about who's the fastest, who's got the best hands, who's got the best arm, right? Now, maybe the first thing they did with the catch drill, okay, that was okay. But a good old-fashioned, you know, get the guys out there that have the shotgun arms, and let's find out who really has the strongest arm in the NFL. I'd love to know. Who can whack the ball the best? We talk about accuracy. Let's see who's the most accurate. And, of course, we talk about speed. There's always discussions on who's the fastest in the NFL. Why aren't we having 100-meter dashes, 60-meter dashes, you know, something? I don't think you have to get into all of this, you know, push-pull, run. I don't think I do all that. I just, you know, I. They look like they're having fun. Good for them. But for me, and, uh, it, was, it was all right. It was all right. But it wasn't exciting. Now, you line up, you know, Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. And let's see who the fastest is. Oh, you got my attention now. Because us pure fans want to know. You know, you put a Tom Brady and an Aaron Rodgers. I mean, obviously, Tom's in the Super Bowl, so he wouldn't be there. But hypothetically, and you want to say, who's the most accurate? You got my attention now. Or they used to do the bench press back in the day. Remember Larry Allen was all, he won several times the strongest man in the NFL. You know? Those types of things we care about. And it's bragging rights. And, it, and we argue about it. Me and Case are arguing about the better running back, Le'Veon Bell or um, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Well, you throw in a 40-yard dash or a 60-yard dash or a 100-yard dash, that's what we're going to carry into the football season. Yeah, but you know my boy beat your boy, right? You know my boy smoked him, right? You know, I just think the NFL overthought that. You don't have to do it as all that fancy stuff. The ball dropped from the drone. Really? 
That's just stupid to me. I'm sorry. That's just dumb. And I'll say it again. I've said it for years. Get rid of Pro Bowl. Just get rid of it. Just, 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 there's no reason to even have the game. You know, come up with something else if you want it to be another game. I don't know what. I don't have any ideas right now. But a Pro Bowl doesn't work. First of all, you don't have all the players in the Pro Bowl because you've got ones that are playing in the Super Bowl, so they're not going. And we find out, I'm sorry, I didn't say this last week, but I'll say it now. Des Bryant was not a Pro Bowler this year. Period. Nope. But he was in the Pro Bowl. Why? Yeah, congratulations other... to him, but that's it. Right. I mean, I congratulated him last week, but, you know, 50-something catches, 700-something yards. I don't even know how many touchdowns. Six, maybe. I'd have to look it up. But, eight. you know. You got eight. Eight. Okay. Eight. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's not a Pro Bowl season. There were other receivers who didn't get picked as alternates that were actually better stats and better receivers this year. Yeah, and yeah. I was going to mention that too last year, uh, last week, but it really was a moot point. And I'm glad, T, that you had to bring it up this week because I. Uh, congratulations to him. I mean, that, that's a, that's a, uh, an honor and whatnot. But when you take a look at the stats, all right. Was it? Sorry about that. That was me. My bad. <laughs> no, it, it, it's a, it's an honor to to be in a Pro Bowl. But I think in 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 training, you're saying the same thing I'm saying. I'm thinking that other folks have been more deserving of it. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I'm, I'm glad that, that we're bringing it up tonight. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, think, I think the NFL really has to come up with something better. If you want it to be a game, um, you got to come up with something better, I think. I don't know what um, – but you got to come up with something better, and I, I and again I don't I don't have the answer to what it would be, but it's already watered down because of the Super Bowl and the players that aren't there, so it's watered down. You've got guys that were injured during a playoff, so that they don't play. So then you have what was the original roster, and then you you've pretty much almost doubled it by adding other players, so that you could actually get a game. And then mm-hmm. you know you, some guys were playing, and some guys were actually hitting, other guys weren't. You know, you know, it just it's not real football. It's not real football. And I remember when that game used to be real football. It's not real football. So then what's the point? You know, what what's the point? Jason Garrett challenging and the the fumble near the end of the game and you know, okay, I get it, Jason. For what? All right. The winners get twenty thousand more than the losers, so there's motivation there, but Really, it was just like, I just want the game to be over. <laughs> I got to turn yeah. it on, get back on the NBC, and see what else Trump screwed up. So, come on now. We got to get this game over with so I can get back to my politics, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, um, you know I, 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 I just think the NFL really has to come up with something better. I really do. I don't know what, but they got to come up with something better um, to make. I think we need something. We need something that honors the top players in the game. And I do think a football game of some type is important. But if you're going to do that, then do a flag football game then. You know what I mean? Do flag football because it's pretty much what you're already doing. You know, but you got to come up with something better. It's just not working. It's just, it's just not. And I don't blame them. You know, it's a meaningless game. Who wants to get hurt in a meaningless game? You yeah. know, who wants to jeopardize their career? Never mind just getting hurt for a couple few weeks, you know. I'm out. I'm out. 
was that? So at the same time that you do ask that, T, I mean, what was it that made the guys before them actually play in that game? And I and I definitely agree. A part of the water down, I didn't like it when they did it. Was when they moved it prior to the Super Bowl. All those guys who's uh, really much uh, at least twenty five percent of the Pro Bowl roster on both sides. Uh, is not going to be playing because they're they're preparing for a Super Bowl, uh, and and honestly, I think it's 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 lost it every ever since it had its first game where the players decided not to play for real, and ever since then it's, it's been hard to really get back into it. The 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 whole hype around concussions is what has killed the Pro Bowl. You know, it's really it's really that simple. Before all of the press and all of the shows and all of the studies and the lawsuit and all that, people went out there and they just played. You know, I mean, you guys remember? You guys remember watching ESPN? Okay. Come on now. Yeah. What was one of the most popular segments on Monday Night Countdown? Yeah. He just yeah. got yeah. checked up. Right? Yeah, that was one of the most popular segments. We all watched it. Just up, right? We love watching people get hit and dazed. Back in the day, even if, you know, when I watched football before all of this, you know, guy got his bell rung. That was the terminology. Got his bell rung, went to the side, got some smell sauce, went back in the game. Nobody was thinking. They weren't, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just telling you the way it was. They weren't thinking about long-term, you know, anything. They were just like, hey, man, I got to get back in this game. So when the Pro Bowl came, and, yes, there was a time when the Pro Bowl was played after the Super Bowl. It was the last game of the year. These guys went out and played. And you know why? Because the winner got, like, 50 grand, and the loser got, like, 25. And so, you know, that was incentive right there. One game, I'm getting 50 grand. I'm going to go out here and do the best I can. I want that 25 grand different. Because in case you guys don't know, you guys may know because you follow football. NFL players don't get played, played over 52 weeks. They get paid during the season. It's called a game check for a reason. Because they get paid from the first week of the season to the last week of the season. 17 paychecks. Then the playoffs come. And that's a different pot of money that they get paid if they make the playoffs. And they have contract incentives that they can make all throughout the season. You go to OTAs, built, built in your contract. You know, off-season workout, built in your contract. You can make a little extra money doing that, right? But, you know, guys making $10 million a year, literally divide it up, 17 paychecks, take out your taxes, and that's his paycheck every week. And they actually do a class for rookies where they sit them down and they say, okay, we want you to know you're going to be richer than you've ever been in your life, but you still need to learn how to manage your money because you ain't going to see your first check till September. <laughs> so here we are sitting here in the rookie symposium in June. You ain't getting paid for two more months. You know, so that's how it works. So, you know, so think about it. I played for the Cleveland Browns, and my last check was the last week in December. I didn't make the playoffs, but I made the Pro Bowl. So here it is, February 15th 
I'm playing in the Pro Bowl. I'm getting $50,000 if I win. Oh, hell yeah, I'm going out there to play. I'm trying to take your head off. I'm trying to win this game. So that's the way it used to be. Now, these guys, they, you know, and rightfully so, hey, I ain't going to hurt myself. I ain't tearing no ACL. I ain't ripping no groin, and I damn sure ain't getting no concussion. <laughs> I ain't doing it. So I think the NFL's got to take a closer look at it. I don't know the answer. Um, I wish I did, um, but I do think they have to take a closer look at it and try to bring us something that's entertaining. I really think for the skills test, just simplify it a bit. You know, simplify it. Hey, you know what? Offense versus defense, do a tug of war. Offensive line versus defensive line. You know, they used to tug of war back in the day. I remember watching tug of war. You know, all these things I'm saying they used to do back in the day. I remember watching Tony Dorsett win in tennis shoes. They called them tennis shoes. Okay. He had tennis shoes and it was raining and he ran a hundred yard dash in like a nine seven. Everybody's like, God damn, he's fast. His shorts, a t-shirt and tennis shoes. And he was the fastest man in the NFL. Nobody could beat him. And he wasn't even, you know what I mean? He wasn't, it wasn't no cleats. It wasn't no, no, hey, let me go out here and run. Whooped everybody. Back in the early 80s. I remember watching that. And I still remember it. So, so there's a reason for that. NFL, don't overthink it. Come on back with something that we can, that we can get into. All right. The last game of the season. Um, by Sunday night, I'll be there excited. I'm getting there, even through talking about it on the show. I'm getting a little amped up. Plus, I know my brother's coming home, so I'm already excited about that. You know, I'm already pumped up about that. You know, I get to sit with my brother and watch the game, get my grub on, get a little drinky drink, and, uh, you know, get ignored by my niece. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good night. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Let's go. Let's start with JB. Let's go ahead and start with JB. JB, and, and, and let's be clear what we're saying. What we're saying is who do you think is going to win, not who do you want to win. Who do you think is going to win the game and why? And we'll start with JB. Well, since we're going that route, and I'm going to stick to my guns, I'm still saying the Falcons, um, it's, it, it's tough to go against Brady. Let me let me first qualify that it's tough to go against Brady, but I just feel like in this particular instance, um, there's going to be a little bit too much speed for the Patriots to handle on both sides of the ball, not just offense, but on defense as well. And there's something to be said about not realizing how big the stage is. You're just going in and playing football. So a lot of folks have said history makes a difference. A lot of other folks have history doesn't make a difference. And I know we've talked about coaching quarterback, and, and I get all that, and that's understandably so, and, and truthfully said, I, I get that. I genuinely get it. But I just feel like this is one of those years where the, the team that you think is going to win or should win is just not going to win. And I really think the, the Falcons have a, enough, enough playmakers on both sides of the ball to make a difference, to get Brady off of his, his spot, as it's been said to get him off of his, his comfort zone, get him out of that comfort zone, if you will. Um, Beasley's playing well. They've got people that can outside of him can rush the, the passer. they got speed. Speed 
speed kills the speed you can't coach. So I'm going to go with the Falcons in a close one because it seems like all the Patriots Super Bowls have all been close as far as I can remember. So I'm going 27-23 Falcons. I'll even throw a score in there. Falcons. All right. Falcons. Um, K-Star, your prediction and why? Yeah, so the thing about the Falcons, as great as they are offensively, their defense hasn't been meaning that, that them on offense, right? Like their their defense has been a bit of an issue throughout the season. While it's gotten better, you know, how has it really been challenged? Who really challenged them? You know, the Packers certainly did, but um, the Packers were in a situation where they could only pass the ball. They didn't have really a running back that could run. Um, and now they're about to play the Patriots, who can do it however they want to do it, depending on the game plan. I think the Patriots will slow the game down. I think that Falcons, Atlanta's going to want to play fast-paced, and typically New England would match that. But I think that New England's best chance is pounding that small front that is when they're actually excelling defensively is through their pass rush. So it makes sense for New England to feature LeGarrette Blunt, you know, to, you know, keep their usual, usual short passing game intact, um, but really beat up those linebackers, which have been an absolute liability at times to, uh, for, throughout the season for them. Um, I think we'll see a lot of short passes. We saw it against Seattle a couple of years ago, same defense coordinator. Now they don't have the personnel uh, of Seattle at all by any stretch of the imagination. And, again, I think New England will run the ball, and I think that they are just more likely to generate a stop more so than Atlanta is, I think, uh, when they play one another. I think that once New England gets the upper hand, they're going to control the game through, again, short passing game and LeGarrette Blunt. So I like New England because of that. Okay. New England. Dr. Train, the man with the philosophy. Philosophize. Who you got and why? All right. Um, guys, I remember uh, this was 2016 draft. I remember 2015 draft, man. I was following the players, and there was a particular guy I wanted Chicago to pick up because I knew how bad we needed an Ezra even then. Uh, but number six came around. What did we take? Kevin White. Who went two picks later to Atlanta? Young man called Big Beasley. Yes, sir. Who got a chance to be Big Beasley's mentor? The guy who we just played a few takes of on, who also has Super Bowl experience, who's also won a Super Bowl, Dwight Green. How do you beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? You get them on the ground. They got the pass rush to do it. They got an experience. They got a uh, got. They got a head coach who's had two bowl experience as a DC. Uh, I like Atlanta. Ever since the one trick K star, now they got more tricks on offense. So I really do like Atlanta in this game. You know what I'm saying? I'm pulling for them. I'm rooting for them, and I like them to win. And I think they got enough pieces to take down this particular Patriots team. Okay. You know, I'm mad at Donald Trump for being in office. Well, I'm mad at Donald Trump for a lot of things, but um, I wish the (laughs) inauguration had been 30 days later so I could have really enjoyed Super Bowl 
and not been so encapsulated by what's going on with our government. So I'm a little upset. Um, But now I have to really um, be even more upset because JB and Train are going for Atlanta. K-Star is going for New England. I'm actually going to be agreeing with (laughs) (laughs) K-Star. Again, to clarify, this is who we think is going to win, not who we want to win. Uh, Let me be very clear about that. I had this conversation with some of my colleagues at the bank. Um, None of them are New England fans, and we discussed this. Um, So, But my pick, I have to be consistent. I will never be called a football hypocrite. Um, I have said quarterback and head coach. As great of a season as Matt Ryan has had, I have been consistent and on the record to say I don't believe in Matt Ryan. I'm not going to start now. I have been consistent to say quarterback and head coach is going to win the game. Um, There is no better quarterback-head coach duo in the NFL, maybe in the history of the NFL, um, maybe in the history, uh, is Belichick and Brady. Belichick, as everyone knows, which is is amazing that you know what he's going to do, and yet you are still powerless. You know he's going to take the best offensive player away, every game. And you know that, and yet most teams are still powerless to beat um, New England. Um, Julio Jones has turf toe. He played well against Green Bay. I expect him to tough it out, but turf toe hurts. Just bottom line. Turf toe hurts. Turf toe sent Deion Sanders into early retirement. Now, he came out of retirement and went back and played for Baltimore, but he retired because he could never get healthy again. Um, So it's going to be interesting combined with what um, New England is going to do to try to minimize Julio Jones. Um, I have a hard time believing – as good a defense as Atlanta has, so did Houston. And even though Brady hiccuped a little bit, they still put 34 on Houston. So I just don't think there's a defense, you know, unless we went and got the Bears from 85, um, I don't think there's a defense that's going to shut them down. And he ain't even got Gronkowski. He's just playing that damn good. You know, all of this hype about Ryan and all of this hype about um, Rodgers, and I'm sitting over there like, <laughs> you know, Roy Jones Jr., y'all must have forgot. <laughs> this man, this, this, this man is, is playing at a level. I know we just talked about what's he going to do and all that, but right now there is nobody playing better football than Tom Brady in the NFL. Not Matt Ryan, not um, – Aaron Rodgers, there's nobody playing. I I get it. Matt Ryan statistically had a phenomenal year. But you got to remember, stats are based on how an offense is designed. Troy Aikman never put up outstanding stats and won three Super Bowls because he had a running back that was going out there and getting 100 yards a game. And it wasn't designed for them to go out and him throw for 400 yards. That wasn't the – could he have? Absolutely. 
but that wasn't the design. The Steelers of the 70s, it wasn't the design. Could Bradshaw have done it with what he had on offense? Absolutely, but that wasn't the game plan. Atlanta, that's the game plan. High power, go out and get 30 points, which is surprising when you have a defense that plays that well, but it's what they've done. So I'm not going to bow to the stats of Matt Ryan and say, oh, he had, he's had a better year. He's a shoe and MVP. It's ridiculous to me. He's had a great year. But Brady in 12 games, regular season, and what he's done in the offseason at 39 after missing the first four games, he just came in like, you know, yep, yep, I'm Tom Brady. And I think the fact that he's lost two to the Giants is going to hurt him more than the fact that he's won four. That's what he's feeling right now. You just heard Dwight Freeney say, hey, when you lose the Super Bowl, you ready to turn right around and start all over again. But when you win, you're okay. He's lost two Super Bowls. He's only won one in the last 10 years, Tom Brady. We forget that they won in 01, 03, and 04. It's 2017. He is hungry for that fifth ring because they've only had one in the last 10 years. He is just as hungry as Matt Ryan. Matter of fact, might even be more hungry than Matt Ryan to win that ring. You know why? Because Matt Ryan's in his eighth year. Tom Brady knows. He knows. He said it in the interview. I watched the interview. He said, hey, I'm blessed to have been here. Now this will be my seventh time. And I know I got I to gotta, I gotta do everything I can to win this game. Watch the interview. Watch the interview he did. There was just something about that that he looks locked and loaded and yet under control because he's done this before. I just think what he's going to bring to this game is going to be above and beyond what Matt Ryan is going to be able to do, not really having the same amount of big game experience. I mean, this is a huge game. Matt Ryan don't have a lot of big game experience. Dan Quinn's been to the Super Bowl, so that's going to help. Dwight Freeney's been to the Super Bowl, so that's going to help. I get it. Come on, it ain't like having Belichick and Brady on the other side and some of the guys that have done this before. So I, I think that alone. And then when you get down to X's and O's, man, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a slugfest. I think New England jumps out on them. I, I, I look at this game as very similar to the Dallas-Green Bay game. I could see New England being Green Bay and Dallas and Atlanta being Dallas. And Atlanta being a little lethargic out the gate. And, and, and uh, New England jumping out on them, and then Atlanta waking up because they do have a Super Bowl-winning head coach, right? He has won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. And they wake up, they fall around, they fall down 21-10 or 17-3 or something. Then they wake up, and he's like, hey, it's, it's go time. Let's go. They get a couple stops, and then we got a game. We go in the second half, and we got a game. And whoever gets the ball last is going to win. And I think the way Belichick manages that game, that's going to be Tom Brady. I expect this game to be a 37-34 game. Um, Pittsburgh, keep saying Pittsburgh. Um, New England winning. I say all that to say. Are you, are you trying to troll me or something? Are you just like yeah, I am. salt I was, wounds here? This is ridiculous. 
I know. I keep saying Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. I apologize. Really, really, really. I, I, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. I, you know, you know. You know, but but you know, but I I do have to I do have to say a couple things about Chris Barlow. I do have to say, and and the reason I have to do this is so anyway. That's my prediction: New England thirty-seven, Atlanta thirty-four. Okay. Um, I was watching first take and Will Kane and um, Matt um, yeah, Matt Ryan, Will Kane and Matt Kellerman got into it, and I, I could tell that it got personal. Like it wasn't TV. Like they really got into it. It was real. And later on, they swung back around, and Will said, Max, you know I respect you. Even though you're wrong, I respect you. It's kind of like they were making up, and Max said, same with you. You know, even though you're wrong, I respect you, right? But for a while, it got heated. And guess what they were talking about? (laughs) Donald Trump. (laughs) Donald Trump has a way of bringing passion out of everybody whether you're for him or whether you're against him. And K-Star and I have gotten into some pretty good ones about Donald Trump on um, Facebook. And I want to just say on the air, no matter what I say, K-Star, no matter how I come across, you, are, you will always be my brother. And don't ever forget that. I, I, I think you're clueless and delusional um, and, and, and devoid of facts. Um, but the good news is, is you debate politics just like you debate football. You are incomplete, and um, I'm more than welcome to ed- educate Jeez. you and teach you, teach you there as well, um, as I have been doing. Um, and I kind of felt like on K Star's wall we were, and it's there. Y'all can check it out. And we were right on the Mad Voice because it was K Star against me, and then I guess that's your brother because y'all have the same last name, Kyle. Yeah, yep. that's your brother. Okay, so yep. then his brother gets in. Right, so now it's two on one, and then this other guy jumps in. I don't even know this guy. This Keon, broke it that's down. A, Keon. That's a great friend of. Mine. Actually, was uh, just backstory on him. Uh, my best friend is my is a friend named Rashawn, and Rashawn's brother is Keon. So I basically, was raised with Keon. Known him since like third grade. So you know, I, I love Keon to death. He's he's like a brother to me. So just yeah, well, Keon whooped your Keon. Keon whooped your ass, no, bro. I shut up. No, he did not. I shut up. <laughs> Keon broke it down, bro. I, I said, all I did, I said, preach. I just sat back and just read. He put about seven posts up there. He shut, he shut it down, bro. But it was just nah. like being on a man voice. It, 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 it was just like being on a man voice. It really was. It was like with me and K Star, uh, me and uh, Train and JB have to educate you, K Star. But anyway, just remember, no matter what we discuss on Facebook moving forward, man. You know, one of your female friends, I think it might be your lady. Um, it is. You know, yeah, okay. You know, I, I don't know if she realized, hey, we cool. You know, let her know, hey, we cool. You know, you know, it's all good. Um, so. Yeah, she, 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 she knows. She actually made, uh, thought it was funny that we were going back and forth like we would on the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did she say, and you're losing again here too, dear? Oh, come on oh, over no. here. I'll make you feel better. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. You know? Oh, God. I whoop you up on, on I, I whoop you up on Facebook, and then she can make you feel better. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but uh, right. I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely back, back to you. I always, you know, I, at least I, I always want to keep it respectful. I know it can always get heated, not just you know between me and you, but just in general politics, it can always get heated. I try my best to like, even if I catch myself, try to rein it back in because nothing really good ever comes from that anyway. But I mean. If I were to 
become that or, or you to be. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you're a brother to me. It's one of those things. It's like even when Keon hit me with, fuck you, Patrick. Like, I, I knew what he meant. It's not <laughs> personal. It, it's like right. he can say that to me because he's like a brother to me. It's the same as to you. So I appreciate that. Right, that right, 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 right. And that's the tough part is everybody's calling you Patrick. I'm like, his name is K-Star. Okay? His name ain't Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know. All right. But anyway, anyway. Um, so uh, final words, guys. I think I think we've uh, we've covered it. Um, I will. Uh, we will be back here next Tuesday night. I will be somewhere in a hotel um, for sure next Tuesday night. But I'll be ready to talk Super Bowl and uh, you know go over who won and uh, talk some off season stuff and all of that. Um, so final final words. Um, let's go to Doctor Train. Your final words. There's this thing I'm I'm looking for, still looking for. I'm looking for to an exciting uh, Super Bowl. Actually, run a half marathon that morning, uh, so I'll be geared out in my blue and orange, representing my team. And look out for my photo. Look out for my Facebook Live as I'm panting, as I'm running out of breath, trying to get to the finish. It's coming. Um, other than that, see. I sure hope Matt Ryan proves you wrong, boy. <laughs> I hope he proves you wrong. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Me too. <laughs> Me too. Really, I, I hope he does too, man. You know, I, I'm I'm praying that I'm completely wrong. So, and this dude running a half marathon, man. I, I can't even run out and get in my car. This guy running through a half marathon, man. I, you know, good God, man. Jesus Christ, man! You know, <sighs> I'm gonna right. send, I'm gonna send uh, Matt Matt Ryan this, uh, your your whole soliloquy of who you who you think will win the Super Bowl. He needs he needs that 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 locker room motivation right there. How you know he ain't already listening, man? Right, How you know he ain't listening? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know we're on iTunes, bro. You know what I mean? So true. That. Um, uh, K Star, final words. Uh, sad. Last last football game, meaningful. Well, the most meaningful game, but it's the last football we have until freaking August. You know, when by then we're salivating over damn preseason football. So definitely looking forward to the game. I know it's not sexy uh, initially, but I think that if you geek out enough and, and look at it from just pure football matchup standpoint, you really appreciate it. And I'm hoping that it bears out that way in the field. And I'm hoping Atlanta wins. Expect New England too, but I do think it'll be a really close game. So I'm looking forward to that playing out. All right, JB, final words. Yeah, final words of this. It's um, this is the this is the time of year where uh, we we look forward to the most because this is where we get to crown the champ. And I like to say, for for one, shout out to us, the, the four of us, because. This is what we look forward to. This is what we get hyped up about. This is what we look forward to discussing. Who's the champion? Who's the, the runner-up? Why did the game break down the way it broke down? And I'm looking forward to how the game has been played and how we how we see it from the four different perspectives and how we're able to break it down and come together next week to discuss it. So it, it's the ultimate uh, it's the it's the peak, the pinnacle of the of the season, not just for the NFL, but for the four of us in general. So I'll be looking forward to the conversation that takes place 
this time next Tuesday. So uh, I told my, my, my co-workers, I told students, listen to the Madden Voice, get in line, get, do the, the podcast, do whatever you got to do, listen in, because we're not just talking about sports. We're talking about football. And right now we're talking about who's going to be the champion. So I'm looking forward to that discussion come next Tuesday. All right. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I'm going to mute you all, but hang in there. Let me give me a minute before you hang up the phone. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm happy to make a small announcement that is not going to be a surprise to my co-host. Uh, the Madden Voice will return for another season, and all of my co-hosts have committed to returning to the show. So what does that mean? Um, it means that we'll be back. Um, but my goal for next season is, is a complete revamp of the show. Um, I'm going to be honest with you fans. And I, and I know that we do have a, a number of fans. Um, the show is not achieving what I would like it to achieve. It's not performing the way I would like it to perform. I'm not happy with the show. And I've been doing this show for 10 years and I'm not, I'm not, I haven't spent 10 years of my life doing something to not be happy with it. I'm very happy that my three co-hosts are rejoining us. I think we have a great team and I think we have a great chemistry. So I'm very pleased about that. But beyond that, I think it is time for a facelift. It is time for a complete redo of the show. And so um, we will probably do less off-season shows only to give us more planning time to really come back with something that you guys can really enjoy. But we can get back to the days where we actually had call-ins. We can get back to the days where, you know, um, there was so much going on that the show wasn't, you know, uh, an hour and 38 minutes. You know, the show actually, you know, because it was so much happening, we looked up and it was time to, to end the show. Um, we had different guests coming on the show. We want to go back to yesterday, but with a completely new format. So I ask your indulgence. If we've disappointed you this year, uh, if you just happen to be checking us out by chance, I want to say, first of all, thank you for your loyalty. Um, I know one guy down in Australia that still listens to us, Adam, but even Adam doesn't plug in like he used to, which is a sign that we're just not clicking and connecting like we should be. So we hear you. We're going to fix it. And it's going to be better. You have my promise on that. Okay, I promise you that we're going to come back with a hell of a show, and you're going to love it. Okay, so hang in there for the new and improved Mad Voice. And we might even change the name of the show. I don't know yet. Thinking about it. Regardless, we'll be back. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is um, with everything that's going on in the political scene, um, you got to plug in. This is big stuff that's going on. It affects all of us. And sitting on the sidelines with your head in the sand ain't going to do it. I get it. Posting on Facebook and Twitter isn't the answer. But be engaged. Educate yourself of what's going on. Make a difference. You got to do that. And most importantly, check out the political voice. Okay? All you got to do is go to iTunes and search for the political voice. Or look me up on Facebook. My name is Terrence Floyd. One R. All E's, Terrence. Don't spell my name T E R R A N C E. I'm going to find you and I'm going to hurt you. That's not how I spell my name. Okay? T E R E N C E. Look me up. All right? The political voice. Check it out. I think you'll like it. 
Last but not least, we have a Super Bowl coming up. I will admit I'm underwhelmed by it, but at the same time, I'm still excited that there's going to be a game, and I'm blessed that my brother's coming home to watch the game with me. That's actually more important to me than the game itself, but it's going to be a great, great weekend for that reason. So, hey, this is the final football game that means anything until September. So everybody enjoy it. Enjoy your Super Bowl parties. Eat your food. Grab that girl in the butt. You know, do what you got to do. Enjoy the game. Have a good time. And, hey, come and tune in. Check us out next Tuesday night. We're going to do a full recap of the game. And let's see, is the omniscient one correct? Does Brady do what no starting quarterback in the NFL, not even Joe Montana, has done and win his fifth? Super Bowl, or does Matt Ryan make a liar out of me? It's only one way to find out, and that's Sunday, where this feud will be settled on the field. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thank you.